Now, we're speaking about breast cancer, male breast cancer specifically uh, at this time. And I am in conversation with Professor Michael Herbst. He's a, a health specialist at the Cancer Association of South Africa. He joins me in studio. A very good afternoon and thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. So we were just talking off air about how prevalent it is. You were saying we don't quite have the, the updated stats locally. No, unfortunately, the latest statistics for South Africa is for 2014. Mm-hmm. Now, those are the stats for six years ago. And we know that in South Africa, there's a lot of underreporting. And that registry is also only a pathology-based registry. Okay. And that means that only people of whom a specimen, a tissue specimen was taken and sent to a laboratory and confirmed there are taken up into the registry. So but we know that many people don't have a biopsy. Yeah. Uh, the doctor does the examination and uh, he will do a sonar of, of, of the sonar of the breast or an MRI and he will diagnose with radiography. They are not included in the registry. Mm. But Globacan, they do cancer statistics all over the world. And they tell us that last year, approximately 400 men were diagnosed in South Africa. That's more than one a day. The problem with unconfirmed stats is that we don't know then how to react. Absolutely, and because people look at the cancer registry, they say, oh, there were only 140 men diagnosed in 2014. It's a rare cancer. You know, it's not something to get concerned over or to worry about. And yet, we must remember that breast cancer in men is far more serious than breast cancer in women. How so? Percentage-wise, more men die of male breast cancer than women die of female breast cancer. Is it a diagnosis issue? Amongst others. (laughs) But it's multiple. Okay. First of all, yes, men are terrible at health-seeking behavior. You sit with the pain? So, you say, you know, uh, uh, cowboys don't cry, the hunter cannot be hunted, you know, that masculinity type of thing that us men have, which is terrible, but still, it's there. Then, apart from that, we also have the fact that there's very little tissue in the male breast. So, it infiltrates the whole of the breast much quicker than it would in the case of a female. And is it also because... Sometimes we spoke earlier, you and I, of air about that it could feel like it's maybe under your armpit. So, absolutely, maybe I was doing gardening and maybe I overstretched, or maybe I did something else. You don't quite think it could be something like that. We must remember that cancer causes an inflammatory condition, and the moment there's some sort of inflammation locally, it will go into the lymphatic system, and all the lymph glands. Draining the breast will be under the in the armpit, and that is why the discomfort may be there, and the swollen glands may be found there. Is it severe discomfort? Uh, you know, no. to what degree should a man think hmm, something is odd in my armpit? I should actually do something about it. Here is what I always tell people, and it doesn't matter which cancer I talk about. I say to people, it's so essential that we know our bodies from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. I must know my body on a daily basis. Whenever there is anything different today than it was last week or last month, 
I should have it seen to. That's important, isn't it? Because sometimes you will get to the doctor and says, no, no, there's nothing. You're fine. Maybe you're just tired. Maybe you're just stressed. Knowing your body is the key to getting the answers that you're supposed to get. And early diagnosis, early treatment, and greater success in treatment. And if diagnosed early, it can be successfully treated and you can go into remission and live a normal life afterwards. But Doc, you also have these doctors who say, yes, all of you Google patients, you are so irritating. You walk in here, you already think you know what's wrong with That's you. That's right. Dr. How do you Google. insist? How do Dr. we insist Google. on being checked out and, and that I'm feeling offish? I may not have the vocab for it, but I'm feeling off and check me out. And I think we should have that in ourselves to go to the doctor and say, look, doctor, I know you may feel that I am wasting your time, but please, I have a family, I have relatives, I have friends, and all those people, they still want me to be around for as long as possible. And mm -hmm. I want to be there for them. So please hear me out. And let's check it out. Such a and no doctor will chase you out of his consulting room. Well, uh, with that, <laughs> having, said, having said that, nobody's going to chase you out. So we, we have now on the line, Bobby. Bobby's a survivor of breast cancer who joins us now on the line. And I really appreciate the fact that Bobby has been willing to open up about his own Wonderful. case. Um, and and we, we asked, we are trying to get, to, that line is giving us a trouble, uh, problems there. So we'll, as soon as it's sorted out, we'll get it to him. All right, so he's back on the line now. Bobby, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and welcome to the show good afternoon good afternoon ma'am how are you well we're good bobby um thank you for sharing your story you had breast cancer yes and and how did you find out when did you get the diagnosis bobby uh 2009 yes um i i had felt a lump there in my breast for quite a while oh. um, but just ignored it in fact i spoke to a friend of mine and he said ah it's nothing to worry about because it's probably just a, a gland that's, that's gone a bit clogged or something. And so I didn't bother and I left it. Um, and it just got worse. It just got bigger and bigger. Mm. And then in December um, of 2008, my wife had gone in for her yearly checkup mm. and she asked me to collect her. So I just popped my head in at the doctor's and said, you know, I'm outside waiting. And she said, why don't you ask the doctor just to have a look at that? Because by this time it had started oozing a little bit. And um, so I opened my shirt and the doctor had one look and she mm. said, that's cancer. So I was extremely annoyed at the doctor mm. because how could she just look at it and say it was cancer? Um, yeah, so that was how I discovered. And then in the January, I went to see the surgeon and uh, they said, yes, it, it definitely looks like it. They would need to do a biopsy, which I wasn't prepared to let them do because of the needle story. Sure. Um, so when in theater, they uh, did their thing and he opened up and I had a mastectomy. Hmm. And when I he said to me that if it is cancer, they're going to go in under the arm and check the lymph nodes. Hmm. So when I came around, I felt that there were two tubes um, you know, drain tube sticking out of me. And then I just knew that it was cancer and, and I was at peace with it by that time. How, how did it affect your, your, your ordinary life? Oh, uh, big time. Um, firstly, you know, you sort of feel that uh, this is it, you, you've got a death sentence. 
Um, and then I have a fear of needles. So the, uh, I went to, after the operation, and I had to go and see the, um, the chemo guy, the oncologist, and I said to him, you know, well, look, let, let's sort this thing out quick, quick. You give me the pills that I need to take, I'll take them when needed, and that's it. And he said, no, you... Bobby, it's not me laughing, eh? I promise you, it's, no, it's, no, no, it's not worry. me laughing. It's the you, doctor laughing. It's not me laughing. You've, you've got to laugh. I mean, you know what? In all honesty, you've got to look for the funny side in cancer. Um, you've but Bobby, it's so typical, typical of us men, you know. Yeah. Oh, yes, without a doubt. My wife conned me into going to the doctor um, mm. <laughs> because, you know, we know better than the doctor. We don't do it. Uh, yeah. how, how, how long was the treatment, um, Bobby? Uh, after the mastectomy, I had six months of chemo and then six weeks of radiation and five years on tamoxifen, Wait. which is that hormone blocker. How are you doing now, Bobby? 150% fine. Bobby, how old are you now? I am now 63 this year, I think. Okay, so you were f about in your early 50s when you were diagnosed? Yes. yes. Sure. I really appreciate you giving... I mean, so, so you know, I love the fact that you're honest about the fact that you didn't want to get it checked out. You were, you were one of those guys. To those who are listening, to those who are listening who, who pretty much are like you, what would you say? You know what? Um, I strongly suggest have it checked out. Uh, it's it's not painful. Cancer, when it starts, 90% of them are not painful. So you tend to ignore it. Um, when it starts giving a problem, it starts becoming a little bit too late. If I had gone uh, at the first sign, I could have had a lumpectomy. Two years before that, I was lying in the bath, um, and, and I just happened to just wash my chest, and I felt this little pea-sized lump next to my nipple and um, I called my wife and I, I said to her, oh, 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 big joke, you know what, I've got breast cancer, <gasps> not realizing that yeah. men do get it um, and this is a fact and you know what, if I had gone and had this little lump taken out then, um, I would have saved myself so much hassle. Um, let me put it to you this way, I understand when women say they feel incomplete without their breasts. Oh. Well, you know, a man with just like half a chest, I won't go swimming without a T-shirt on. I won't take my shirt off. Um, sure. and, and it does affect you. You sort of do feel a little bit not all there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, it definitely is a fact. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Bobby. Really appreciate you, you coming through and talking about your story. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. No we celebrate each day of your new life with you. Thank you. We appreciate that, too. You know, to, to, to this point, uh, Prof, un until he said it, I just hadn't thought about the aesthetics. I hadn't thought about the fact that for a man, it's as equally traumatic to lose a piece of Very. their body. Let As me tell you why. The, the, the surgery is very drastic. Mm. You must remember that there's a, very little tissue as, as we spoke yes. before we went on air. Yes. The male breast isn't very large. Yes. So the moment with a delay and there's infiltration into the little bit of tissue that is in the male breast, they have to remove all that tissue. Sure. And I can tell you, I have seen some guys who've had a mastectomy and there's really a hollow in oh. their chest.
because they've got to go down right down practically to the ribs the surface of the ribs mm. and then hope that there will be granulation of tissue over it again very often there's a difficulty in finding enough tissue even to close the skin tissue to close the wound wow. male breast surgery in a, is is really major surgery it sounds like something small mm. but it's major and so nice of Bobby to, to acknowledge and tell us that psychologically he doesn't go swimming without a t-shirt. And do you know that there are some swimming pools who don't allow men to, to wear a top when they come into a public bath? Yes. Because uh, men are supposed to just have a speedo mm. type thing on and bare chest. And really, they don't like to undress in front of other men. It, it, it's really very traumatic. And... Bobby so beautifully told us, if I had gone, mm. when I noticed said, that there was something different years. in he my body years. than it was the previous yeah. week or month, yeah. he would have had only a lumpectomy. He would have saved himself What's surgery. A lumpectomy. What's they only remove the lump. Yeah. So ectomy so means not to, the take entire, out. not to take out the entire tissue. Yes. I, you know, I wonder... Um, as Bobby said, it's only after the fact that he recognizes that he could have been a different guy. But I, I wonder really, what is it? And it's important that you're here because you are talking as a man. What is it that another man will hear? You know, as I, if I said to them, no, please go check yourselves out. It's a scoffiner, you know, uh, please. But what, what would you hear? as a very butch man who feels that you, you, you can conquer the world. It only happens to others. Mm. That is what most men will believe. It only happens to others. Why will it happen to me? Ach, it's that disease yeah. that affects women. Yes, and it is so, so sad. Really, guys out there, and what I loved in, 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 in Bobby's story, because he gave us the whole spiel, yeah. is the fact that... When he popped his head into the doctor's consulting room, his wife said, Aha, have doctor, uh, ask have doctor to have a look. And I'm talking now to the woman out there. Please, look after the men in your life, whether it's your boyfriend, whether it's your life partner, whether it's your husband, whether it's your father, your brother, or whoever. If there is a problem, get them and convince them to go for a medical checkup. Ladies, women, girls, we need you in our lives because we don't take care of our health the way we should. It sounds like the numbers are growing. Absolutely it is. And do you know the South African Breast Health Foundation says that South Africa has the highest incidence of male breast cancer in the world? What do we think we attribute that to? Because obviously don't know. at the it, moment it, we don't know for sure. We, we don't know for sure. And we know that black men have a higher incidence yes. as well yes. than, than white men. And uh, black men very often have a far more aggressive type mm. of uh, breast cancer than, than, than uh, white men would. And these are things that we've got to take note of. And there could be, and I'm not saying it is, but there could be a genetic link somewhere. What, what, what's making it so difficult for us to do these studies? Is it funding? What, what is it? Why can't we get to the bottom of, number one, the stats? I mean, if we, yes. we're referring only to stats dating back to 2014, that in itself is a problem. It's already a major problem. Collecting the data and having that proper study would, would go a long way. Why are we not doing that? Well, you see, the funding is, is a major issue. 
for the more well-known cancers, there's always a lot of more money available. And there's a lot of research and development of new drugs and new procedures for treatment, etc. But for the rarer cancers, those that we don't see that often, they tend to be forgotten. And, and we know that there are many rare cancers that don't get any attention at all. And amongst these are the sarcomas, mm. which is soft tissue uh, cancer. Uh, they, in the hundreds, being diagnosed every year in any country of the world. So they are like stepchildren. Yes. They are forgotten. Yeah. Um, having said all of that, what do we think is the reason we're getting more cancers, breast cancers? My own personal belief is, you know, we're living in a toxic soup. There are so many chemicals available today that have never been tested to hear what their effect could possibly be on human health. And to me, that is one of the things. Smoking is another problem. Uh, older age is also another problem. We know that these things, as we grow older, we tend to get more type of, of diseases and cancers as well. The difficulty is that even if you tried to be healthy, you don't really know what you're eating. So the chemicals you're referring to. Thank you. You, you could be sitting there eating vegetables and fruit only and what you think is organic, but you don't know what gets injected into your food. So how do we police that and how do we manage that? Have faith, <laughs> really. But I cannot provide any yes, yeah. proof of evidence to say that this will prevent. Yeah. We can only reduce the risk by eating healthy, by living healthy, not smoking. Alcohol use is a major problem in at least nine different cancers has got a direct link with alcohol. Uh, smoking is not only linked to cancer of the lung. It's also linked to at least 12 different cancers, male and female cancers. Hmm. So we've got to live as healthy a life as we possibly can. And I've heard people to say, you know, my grandfather smoked ever since he was about 12 years old. And he died in a motor vehicle accident after age 92. I could die just now. The bus could hit me. Yes. But imagine how much better life he could have had if he didn't start smoking at 14. Sure. I mean, it's, it, it hits home. It really does hit home. And, and, and it's when you listen to a story like Bobby's story. Absolutely. It must, the message must come home. And I'm so thrilled that you got Bobby on the line because this is living proof, living evidence that what we're talking about is a reality. Are the ages getting younger? Are we getting younger patients getting infected? Absolutely. You know, a few years ago, uh, male breast cancer was very rare and it was only after the age 60. We now have men as young as 30 years mm. that have been diagnosed in South Africa with breast cancer. So it is getting older and that is why I believe that, that my personal belief of the toxic soup that we live in, yes. the air pollution, the chemical pollution and as you mentioned even our food and drinks, that may play a role. And we are definitely seeing more and more younger people being diagnosed with breast cancer and many of the other cancers as well. Okay. So, I mean, having said all of that, what's the one thing that if we heard nothing else, we can take from this conversation? My take-home message for everybody is know your body 
from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And anything that is different today than it was yesterday or the day before, please have it seen to, because it's not normal. Okay, where are you? based so that people can email you if people at the you know, cancer I'm, association yes I, I mean we know this right so somebody will hear this and say okay yeah i think they're right i think they're right but but still the courage to walk into the doctor's rooms may not be always difficult. there yes yeah, may be difficult so maybe somebody will want to email you or something toll free telephone line yeah. 0800 and those that have access to the internet can send an email to info at cancer, C-A-N-S-A dot O-R-G dot Z-A. So lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you in. so much for having me. Thank Guys, you. let's look after ourselves. There are people out there who want us to be around for as long as possible. Professor Michael Hibbs, thank you so much for coming through, a health specialist at Cancer Association of South Africa. And I will give you that number again. It's 0800 If you do have any questions, you can email info at cancer with an S-A at the end dot org. Thank you so much. Thank you.